welcome and thank you for joining us on the Broski Doodles today. We got a very, very good show for you today. We have our boy and my longtime friend Patrick who's joining us today all the way from sunny Florida. Uh, no mask wearing Florida. We don't give a fuck. Florida palm trees in the thank background. <laughs> Florida. <laughs> so th thanks for joining us, Pat. Uh, been a minute, man. It's nice to see you. And, and, and again, just thanks for coming through and, and chilling with me today for a bit. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for having me. Man. This is my very first podcast. Um, so I'm excited, man. I'm excited, man. Thanks. Cool. So for people that, uh, you know, are, are, are meeting Patrick now, this is someone that besides knowing him for a while on social media, he's always just putting out some fucking truths out there and some really, you know, nice shit to think about. So uh, I've been meaning to have him on for a while. We sort of coordinated for a minute and we were able to make it happen today. So some of the topics I wanted to touch on is and that we've been discussing is has common sense taken a leave of absence in society. Um, how could you elaborate a bit on that um, based on, you know, on, on how you see this in today's uh, society? Um, yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest. Ever since uh, Trump, Donald Trump got into office and, you know, he was uh, our president, I don't know, like I wasn't paying attention to it before up until that point, And I started to realize that uh, common sense doesn't make any sense to a lot of people. You know, um, I started to realize like very intelligent people weren't being very intelligible when it came to uh, politics or things that they were seeing uh, based on the media. You know, um, I think a lot of uh, the, the sense that we that people are having nowadays is media driven, you know, um, and I'm just for me, I'm just a little bewildered as to where where it all went or if we ever really had sense or if we really ever had any real common sense to begin with. You know, um, I think uh, politics in the past, like four, four or five years has really like unraveled and revealed some things about society in a way that um i didn't i hadn't noticed up until that point you know so for me it's just like just just wondering and just just trying to figure it all out and trying to see if, if i can make sense of what common sense is today right yeah it, it, to me it almost feels like there's there's nowhere to go to to get objective truth right, right. it's all a, a sea of opinions and you gotta make sense out of that shit with your own like analysis and shit so right you know it's, it's sort of like a, a curse and a blessing that we have now access to all the information in the world at, at right. your fingertips but also because of that we have all the access to the to misinformation in the world so it's sort of like a, a challenge right like you do have access to everything but you do gotta dig and you gotta be smart about the information that you collect right it has to be and this is why i like to see you know, like for, for people that, that watch me in, in the past, they know that I'm sort of like on the center, right? I'm, I'm a classical liberal in, in many ways. But, uh, you know, I listen to everything like on, on all sides because you need to you need to listen and you need to always, I feel, check your own beliefs. Right. And make sure that that even, you know, like at all times they're bulletproof. And if they're not, analyze and, and change opinions. And I think that alongside with what you're talking about, there not being any common sense for, for people. It's also people are afraid 
of changing. Like, it's sort of like that ego needs to be taken off and you got to be willing to change your opinion if the facts provide that, you know, that evidence. And right. it seems like people don't want to do that, right? They, they double down on, on, on topics, right? And we, can, we saw this happening a lot with, you know, with the whole Trump thing, um, you know, which and the media uh, changing up shit. And, right. and it just makes it, it makes it very difficult for the common man to know what the fuck is, uh, is going on. Do you think that now with Trump gone and, and you know, the, the Democrats now, regardless of political standing, do you think this calms the country down or do you think this fucks it up more? I think, I think um, as far as like the energy of the country, I think it has calmed, calmed things down a little bit because people are getting what they perceive to want. You know, they, they wanted they wanted Biden in, in office or, you know. Um, but at, at the same time, you know, <laughs> I'm not sure if if it's going to make anything, make things any better. Like, like, for example, like, you know, Biden got into office. The first thing he did, he, he, he's bombing Syria, bro. Like, you know, he's starting wars and shit. Like we were like calm as fuck for the past few years with, with Trump in office, you know, um, yeah. you know, so like. I'm not sure where things are going to go like in another year or two if we're going to start wars again. Um I mean right now, you know, it's just we're just at the at the at the starting point of all this uh of, of this new uh presidency. So, I guess it's just something we just got to sit back and watch and right. see. You know, but for right now the energy is, you know. It's, yeah, it it's seems like funny. initially it calms some people down, right? And And it, and it almost feels, I mean, I don't know the energy in general, but it almost feels like conservatives are, are kind of like, all right, you got one, like, do your thing, whatever. And, you know, I, at least from, from what I can see. And I'm just afraid of what the policies might bring. But in general, in a way, I'm like, you know what? In a little, in, in a small way, I'm like, not happy, but silver lining is, all right, you got your man in. This is supposed to be the the, the the God. Now everything's fixed because the orange man is gone. I'm like, all right, all right let, let's see, you know, let's be calm and let's see what happens. But uh, but definitely the, the policies that are going to come in place are the ones that one is afraid of. Right. Um, right. Uh, I think uh, Biden passed some shit uh, with like transgender um, uh, athletes in sports, <laughs> which I mean, that's thing. a whole debate in its own. But. But it's right. just crazy because that's the type of shit that shapes a, a country and can hurt it in a way that's almost, you know, irreversible. Sometimes when yeah. policies are passed, it's impossible to bring it back, right? Like, so right. It's, it's, it's always a lot easier to add shit than to reverse. Like, what, what do you think of that, Patrick? Now that, that I, that I, uh, we talked that, you know, that, that come, they, that came up. Athletes, uh, transgender athletes, you know, specifically the problem is, people that are born biologically men and then they tra uh, transition to being now a woman and then they compete. But, you know, a lot of times it's like strong ass dude that's just fucking up these women. So, I mean, I, I, I've let my, my opinion be known in the past, but what do you think about this, um, about this shit happening now? Okay, as far as like the whole transgender thing, you know, the transgender thing by itself, I mean, you know, it's your life. You do what you want with your body. You're the one that's walking around it every walking around it every day. Do your thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, and this is America. You know, uh, it's supposed to be the land of the free. 
do whatever the fuck you want to do, right? But when it comes to sports and this whole transgender thing, me personally, I'm completely against it. I'm completely against it. It doesn't make any sense to have to have like a physical body that's biologically built a certain way, you know, regardless of how many injections or, you know, what type of surgeries you do, you know, um, a, a, a male muscle mass, you know, you're, I'm going to say it like this. Um, for for a man, for a, a man to be biologically built a certain way, competing with women, it's unfair. Like there's yeah. there isn't any there isn't any competition in that shit at all. Like is they're gonna dominate that shit from start to end, you know. Um, so for me, I like I'm totally against that shit, man. I don't I don't agree with that shit at all. Um, yeah. No matter it's- how much. Go ahead. No, no, that is crazy how like this is like a debate, you know, like and and, and our stance might be even because because like what, what you said is correct at the beginning. Like, like we I, I, like like, you know, land of the free, everybody be how you want. Like, I'm cool with you being whatever you want and I respect it. And I'm like pro love, like whatever makes you like whatever you want makes you achieve happiness and love. I'm all for that. But it's when it fucks with other people that it becomes a problem. Right. So like you have feminists that are pushing women to, you know, to have a more fair environment. And then they, they come to, they come to this like weird wall where they're like, well, we're supposed to be defending this whole movement, but this movement is now kind of fucking us over because as women, like if you, if your whole life you're training as a woman and to be the best, and then some guy comes that's like mediocre in the guy's world. So to me, it's just like crazy how, and I think they're gonna, the people that are, they're gonna find out eventually, they're gonna be like, fuck, like this shit is like going in its tail where like it's fucking, you know, like the, 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 <laughs> the movement itself is now counterproductive to my own interests. It almost seems like, you know, they have to realize it soon because right. I'm pro-woman. I want women to have safe environments, but that's the total opposite of that, you know? Um, right. In MMA, they had, you know, a guy like, broke some you know ladies like bone like you know jaw and shit like yeah Yeah. the example that i always use is like even when men fight professionally of course there's like weight classes right 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 even even in men they they know like there's going to be an advantage if you have a more weight more muscle so why wouldn't it be a thing with women as well like uh, so but anyways yeah that's uh that's a weird one, and Biden, is, you know, is is, is uh, supporting. I don't know if it, they passed it or, or like they're in the in the midst of, of having that gone. But you know, and then the wars came, and I don't want to be a hypocrite. I'm not a hundred percent sure if before Biden there were still fights in in Syria. I know Trump took some troops away, but yeah, apparently those were replaced by drones. So, and and to be honest, it's like I don't think the critique is the was Trump completely peaceful? Trump didn't start any new shit. I any guess new shit. Yeah, yeah. whatever was there, he just continued it. And but yeah, it is a bit coincidental that as soon as Biden comes through, this 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 guy um, he starts bombing shit. But yeah, we gotta go. We gotta see if um, you know how how the policies affect the country. You know, especially with the amount of money that was printed. To cover for this crisis, right? I think the numbers is something like in 2020, 
the 40% of the of the money that exists was printed in 2020. 40% of the whole US dollar uh, currency was printed in 2020. That's insane. So there's going to be inflation and that's going to affect the whole world. So so we got to see how the, the next policies, um, you know, affect the, the society. This is tied, on, tied into what explains the mass blindness that we see in today's culture, right? I think the media fucks it up as well with, um, you know, providing you like very biased news. How do you, Patrick, how do you get your, your news? Like, what's the procedure that you do? Is there a specific place you get it from? Or do you see a lot of places? Or do you just go to specific people? Well, what's your process when you want to find out like what's going on in the world? Um, I don't have like a specific process. I um I watch a lot of Prager U. You know, I watch a lot of like the you know the alt right type of things. But I also I also just try to search things, man. Like some things, I might be watching something uh, or seeing something on Instagram, for example. You know, um, cause I you know on, on Instagram I I watch everybody. I don't just pay attention to just one side or you know or the other. I pay attention to everything. Um, some things that some people may be saying may not make any sense to me. And immediately I just start Googling shit, you know, or uh, d- d- go like, you know, I'll go go searching shit, you know, and eventually I'll, I'll run into a piece of information that may that might make sense to me, you know, and as it makes sense to me, um, I'm able to to just like kind of like lay it all out on the table and see how, how it plays in reality in everyday life in real time. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. So that's kind of just like how I go about about seeing things and just obviously just according to to myself and how I see things and how I see the world day to day, you know. Um, so the information that I that I get for me, I do I do um, I do sometimes look up specific things as far as like policies or you know. Um, um, mainly policies that just to just to to back what it is that I'm that I'm maybe already thinking you know um so but yeah like like you know it's nothing nothing too too deep about it you know just uh very simple man like I just kind of just go with the flow of things I kind of already have have a way of of living my life you know what I'm saying so I just feel like life just kind of like leads me into into the answers that I'm already looking for you know what I'm saying all right you sort of take things like one by one and analyze them, see what's the truth behind it. I feel you. Right. You know, you mentioned PragerU, which is one of the things I do watch uh, from time. And they had like this little series where they had different minorities that were conservative. And I don't like to put myself on, on like a specific political place. I'm more like a libertarian. But, right. you know, I do I do relate to a lot of the things that on the conservative side. And right. And one thing that I was watching is there was this Latino gang member, right? And he was talking about how, like, you know, his experience. And he was saying that it's weird that in Latino cultures, like, the culture is very conservative. But for some reason, the left has hijacked it. And I feel like that's also something in the black community. In general, the black community and the Latino community, family-wise, they're very conservative, right? Like... Like conservative right. in the sense like family, like, um, right. like uh, you know, do your shit right. Uh, especially the closer it is to, to immigrant, right? Um, right? Like the immigrant right. mentality. But so for some weird reason, when 
it, it becomes like the Latino and black community tend to go to the left. It's not the, it's not the reality today. It's shifted a little, but it's still a lot of people. What is it that you think makes this minority group sometimes feel like the left is the one that's going to help them when essentially their culture is a lot more conservative? Does you know, no, I do, think... You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think innately, you know, Black and Latinos, we are conservative, like you're saying, with family, et cetera, et cetera. But I think also um, in this generation, I think a lot of... Um, because a lot of us may be like, you know, maybe second generation coming from immigrants. So culturally, the things that we see is based on what we're seeing on television or, you know, what we see on the internet. You know what I'm saying? So culturally, celebrities... You know, athletes, uh, these are the people that we that we may uh, look up to and may take a lot of information from. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think I think in, in that in that regard, um, you know, we kind of got to look look at what the agenda is behind. Why particular people are being pushed me, um, media wise, you know, and why uh, a certain thought process is, is only being pushed when it comes to the left. You know, um, I'm not sure, you know, specifically why. Because, I mean, as, as far as like the black community <laughs> for like maybe the past 30, 40, 50 years, like we've been very, very uh, uh, left sided when it came when it came to just politics for whatever reason. You know, um, you know, you had you had the, the, the Jesse Jackson's and, you know, and the Rainbow Push Coalition and, you know, like that. Those are the things that was being pushed. Um, media wise, you know, and those are the things that that felt, you know, felt like like something like justice, like we were getting justice and uh, we we're being empowered and and everything like that. But at the back in those days, too, we didn't really have the Internet or we didn't really have access to, to particular uh, sources of information to counter that, you know, for it to make sense to us. You know, I'm not really sure too much uh, about the, the Latin community. I can only speak for, you know, the community of where, like, you know, uh, I'm more associated with. Um, but I can see where we where we relate as far as, like, um, coming here to America and being immigrants, you know, just like, you know, like I'm saying, like second, second generation immigrants and just trying to find a place for ourselves here um, in this country. Um, okay. Well, you, you mentioned, like, that also, like, the, at the end of the day, even if you have certain teachings from your parents, the media ends up, you know, uh, influencing a lot of the kids and, and in Latin communities, you see that in the Latino community, the left grabs the most with the immigration issue, right? Because like right. if the immigration laws normally is the left that passes it, the right is a bit more strict with that. But if you take that away, everything else in the Latino community, it's not on the left. Like, dude, even like with taboo bullshit, like the Latino community is not a hundred percent comfortable with like gay people. You know what I mean? Right. So like, and I'm not saying me specifically, but I know like it's very conservative. It's a taboo. It's a, it, it's becoming less of an issue. But you know they're right. very religious. They wouldn't really support abortion. So uh, they, you know, they're like you gotta work hard and, and do your shit, and, and you know what I mean. So. To me, all of that is very more on the conservative side, but then they stick in that immigration bullshit, which, well, you know, to me, it's like you cannot have open borders 
in any place, you know, as an immigrant myself, I've been filtered before I, I've been able to live anywhere. So there's a reason for that filtering, you know, I believe, you know, there's a, there, there, there's a reason why you want to try to integrate people that bring good things from the outside, but without destabilizing what, what you've already accomplished, you know, in, in your soil, like as an American or whatever. Right. So... So no, I, with, I I I just saw a Prager thing where this Latino guy was saying like, look man, I used to say like, uh, you know that that I used to get pulled over by the cops all the time, that they were out to get me, right? And then once I stopped being a gang member, you know, coincidentally, I never got stopped by the cops again. So <clears throat> this is not to ignore the the instances where there might be profiling, right? towards minority by cops but in general if you do your shit right you're you're not gonna like you're not gonna deal with cops like that's been my experience you know and you know to the point where like yeah bro and and like i said there's not to ignore instances where you know there's exceptions and shit might go wrong but in general i just feel like in america and in first world countries the 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 mentality should be that you should be able to get whatever you want with your own effort right and i think that this whole left and this is happening worldwide where they're feeding you this no you should you you're entitled to this you're in mm. no I, I don't think you no one is entitled to shit the only thing That's... you're entitled to is like the, your physical integrity right like the, the, mm-hmm. the country should provide security so that no one can harm you no one can take your private property but then from right. then from that point forward, you gotta get your shit right. I don't know. Right. I, I think that's the that's how I right. look at it. I totally agree with you on that shit, man. I think I think just just to, to kind of add to that point, I think um I think biologically in general, you know, um I don't think I think maybe just based on how the, the world or the, the atmosphere around us and settings and stuff like that, a lot of us might a lot of people may just kind of sit around um and just kind of wait for like handouts and shit like that but i just think just in general like as human beings we we just have a thing about us that we that we want to get up and do things you know we just we just want to get up and go out and go make something happen because we gotta it's like it's like a a a form of survival like you know i'm saying you got to get up and and do something to eat every fucking day you know i'm saying like there there isn't anything that's going to stop you from doing that unless there's there's something i don't know maybe like uh some some form of like depression or you know that makes you want to sit around and do nothing at all you know right. and not want to want to go out and go get something for yourself you know i think just humans in general like we they, we, we have like a, a a small form of like ambition you know what i'm saying to to want to accomplish something on a day-to-day basis you know what i'm saying yeah i think it's like it's a biological thing to compete like right you know what i mean like well, like when um when they talk about socialism and shit and they're like, okay, look, you are gonna be a doctor, right? And right. and then and then Kiko, you're gonna whatever, you're gonna make hot dogs, right? Which which is fine. I make some fire hot dogs, but you <laughs> you're both gonna get paid the same, right? And, and Doctor mm-hmm. Patrick's gonna be like, yo, what the fuck? I study all this shit. Like right. I'm doing this because I I want this shit to, you know, because at the end of the day, the money. It's not what you're really looking for. The money represents the effort and the win, right? It's like your scorecard. Yeah. 
Right. And obviously, having those resources to live a more comfortable life is going to incentivize you to, to keep pushing. That. So to me, it's like just biologically as animals that we are, it's impossible for you to expect people to, to live in a society where they're going to be rewarded equally if they're going to be putting unequal effort. I, don't, I just don't see it. I don't see it possible. You know what I mean? There's going to be somebody that's like, yo, what the fuck? I always use the example like if there's a classroom with 10 kids and they, you know, they go and, okay, do this test. And everybody turns in the test. And then the teacher's like, all right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to add all of the scores and then I'm going to average them out. And that's going to be the score of the whole classroom. Right. The next time they do a test, all the people that really work hard to get a good score in the first test, they're going to be like, yo, fuck this shit. I'm not going to get an A. And then the other motherfucker gets a fucking D or an F. And then I'm fucking dropped down to a C. I said, you know, fuck that. So it's like when you combine it and you don't let the individual be an individual, I think that's mm -hmm. what hurts the human the most. You know what I mean? That makes a lot of fucking sense. Right. That's some profound shit on some real shit, though. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's what the left does. It's like it puts you in a category like, oh, no, you're the Latino community. Like, you're the black community. Right. It's like, well, how about I'm just an individual and I want to kick ass in life? And that's it. Like, right. don't, put me on, don't put me on no fucking group, you know? Right. Uh, like, at some job or workplaces, they will have, like, little groups like... And I'm cool if people like this. I'm just giving my opinion. Like the Latino group, right? Or the, the, the black group or the Asian group or the LGBT group. And I always yeah. thought the fact that they share one thing in common with me, which is our ethnicity, how is that gonna... Like, how does that say that we're gonna fucking, like, be friends or whatever? Like, you right. know what I mean? <laughs> Like, if you're gonna make some, like, extracurricular group... Might as well do it like on gaming. Like who likes computer gaming or fucking football right. shit? I'm gonna meet people that I actually wanna hang out with instead right. of you like, oh you're like you're from Venezuela, you're from Venezuela, okay, mingle. <laughs> right. It's like, no, I don't like this motherfucker. Or whatever. Right. So So that's what the left does, right? It puts you in these categories and it's like I think that's dangerous because then your individuality is not no, you're it's not, not being rewarded. Right. You know? Mm. So, That's my shit, man. <laughs> now, um, I saw some shit uh, recently, which I, I, I thought was pretty funny. You mentioned earlier, you know, like celebrities and social media affects the way that that people look at politics. And mm, as we know, or we've seen, for example, LeBron James is very outspoken about uh politics and you know like pushing forward things for his own people which you know in 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 the root of it all i think it's like a noble thing but i think also if used incorrectly could be a bit dangerous and recently there was this football player his name is slatan ibrahimovic he's um he played in the la galaxy uh recently so okay. he knows uh i think at the time lebron was playing in la too but this guy's like a like a beast football player he's played in barcelona he's now playing in ac milan in italy and they were asking him some shit and he's always outspoken he's like a kind of a bully but the, he he were, they were asking him like about uh football like uh, celebrities in sports and he was saying like you know i don't like he has like an accent you know i don't yeah. like when uh 
some uh, some athletes like to get too much in politics, like LeBron James. You know, like he should just do what he's do. He does. He's really good at basketball. He should do that. And in a way, it was kind of like shut up and dribble, but not really. Yeah, but right. it was like I, I feel like, for example, in, in in the case of LeBron, he's always pushing this narrative that minorities in this country, in his case specifically, black the black community has no hope. Like, everything's against them. It's fucked. The right. game is rigged. Right. right. And again, not to ignore places where there might be some issues that could be, you know, improved. But in the general scheme of things, I don't think that America, for anyone, for any ethnicity, is an uphill battle. Like, sometimes LeBron James makes it seem, which ironically, you know, this guy is like the, the best athlete in the world, right? So, um, he, he got there somehow right um, right so but i just thought it was funny that he, that this guy said that because it was like nobody stands up to mm. to this guy and and, and say and say something like yo shut up man stop talking shit that you don't even know about because right. then that would look like oh this guy doesn't support right you know humanity right. or whatever deception bro that's real man but then there's like the hip for me the hypocrisy there is when they, they when they talk about the China situation in the NBA, they don't you know like the NBA is financed by China quite a lot, and in China they have some fucked up shit with like uh, like human rights things you know. Right. I don't know if you've heard about the encampments they have for like a Muslim group there, and it's 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 it's, it's called the. Uh, no. Uh, This is actually a okay. So this is like in, in China. There's this region where they have like a, some Muslim group, right? And right. the Chinese don't like them, so they have them on like concentration camps. It's like some horrible uh, human rights thing. And whenever anyone wants to talk about like Hong Kong being free or China responding to those type of things, in the NBA they all shut up and they don't comment. So Nothing. yeah. So in a way, it's like. You pick and choose where you want to, you know, like um, support humanity, you know. I mean, there is the argument like, well, you support your own land. and But I just find it hypocritical. Like sometimes some people just talk too much about shit that they don't know about. And, and celebrities influence people that way. Like people think that an, an actor is like some guy that's super smart or a musician. And it's like, right. no, they're just really good at that. They're not I fucking, <laughs> yeah, they don't understand the world. Um, you know, to to to, to that uh, extent. But yeah. I wanted to ask you about one thing that's happening more and more nowadays with censorship and free speech on platforms. Um, what? Do, well, do you see this as an issue? And and do you think what's gonna happen in the future? Like for for other voices to be heard, do you think it's gonna be new platforms? How do you see that that are going in today's world? Um, as far as like the censorship, man, because I deal with censorship like often. Uh, my Facebook page, like I will post a bunch of shit. You know, I'll post a bunch of information and come to find out that more than half of the shit that I post, you know, not even 10% of the people, 10% of my followers or my friends would see it, you know? Um, and... And it's like the, the things that, that they're not seeing are are things that are very informative 
or information that can, you know, lead, lead, lead them to think or to just, you know, uh, have like a different opinion about, about politics or the world around us, you know, um, as far as like platforms, I don't know. I think, I think we, uh, you know, like people like, like us that think, that think along the same lines of things, like we will have to create our own platforms, man. Um, Cause right now, um, I just feel like all the platforms that are out there right now, they're they're tied to something bigger than itself, for whatever reason, or whatever agenda. Um, uh, I don't know what's going on in the world right now, as far as uh, as far as uh, like censorship and shit, and why they're censoring, just like uh, particular viewpoints and opinions. Um, but for me, I just feel like it's fucked up. You know, I feel it's fucked up and we got to find some new ways of being able to express uh, things because I, as, as far as like, and and, and I want to say this, I feel like a lot of what's going on with censorship and everything like that is not about us, like people in our age range. I think it's about the kids, you know, they're, they're doing all this for the kids because, you know, once you have the kids, you have the future. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so if, if they're able to shut us up right now, you know, they have control over how the children are, are raised and their, you know, perspective on the world around them. You know what I'm saying? So they have better control of the future in, in whichever direction they, they feel fit to lead the future. You dig what I'm saying? Damn, yeah. That puts it like in a way, our generation, which we're the millennials, right? Like for so, for so right. long, I used to laugh about like, oh, the fucking millennials. And then I came to realize, oh, no, I'm the millennial, right? Yeah, yeah. There's some other shit. They're like Gen Z, you know, yeah, yeah. YOLO, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But that that you just said there sort of makes me think like, I mean, like when I started doing this podcast and all the shit that I do, I want to have fun. But I also sort of want to, in a way, like if every once in a while my message can have someone be like, shit, maybe that's like that, then that's worth it as well. And it almost feels like there's even more responsibility on us, our generation, that we know both sides, right? Like, it's sort of like we know the before and we know the after because we, we, we live that transition between the analog to the digital world. Right. It's almost like our duty and responsibility to fucking let the kids at the bottom know like, hey, yo, a lot of this shit is fucking shady and sort right. of spit the truth. Yeah, I, I'm almost hopeful. I, I, like, even though it seems like fucked up because like, I'm growing my channels and my social media, and then I always think, like, what would happen if this motherfucker's just like, hey, we want to cancel your shit? Like, I'm fucked, you know? Right. So I'm always thinking, like, I mean, I have my website and shit, but I'm always thinking, like, there's got to be eventually, and there's so many people that are demanding this because we need it, there's got to be something that's going to come up and not replace, but be like another, I don't know, YouTube or, or something, Instagram yeah. where they're not fucking with with what people say, you know what I mean? Because I think even with speech that could be considered hateful, it's like you battle that with better speech. You know what I mean? You battle mm -hmm. that in, in the battlefield of ideas. Because at right. the end of the day, if we allow an entity to say what is good and not, and not good speech, you end up with somebody deciding what you can say. Like in Venezuela, if the opposition leader said, Everybody, let's go out to the streets and protest because, you know, we don't want to have this government, right? Which is legal. You can protest pacifically. And then the government would say like, oh, 
telling people to go protest, that's inciting violence, right? Mm. So it's, it's, it's whoever interprets the law. So when you have a law that says you can prohibit hate speech, that hate speech will be defined by whoever is in power at that time and says what hate speech is. Right. So, so that's what I find dangerous that uh, platforms are doing because like at the end of the day, they're not being platforms, they're being publishers, right? Like the New York Times right. or whatever. Man, you hit it on the head with that shit right there. Yeah, absolutely. And the problem is that they're getting the the benefits of being a, like a telephone platform, where like you're not you're not liable for any crime, right? Like if if if, if somebody does a orders a killing on a phone, right? The the phone line company, you know, they're they're not they're not responsible for that shit because they're an open platform that allow anyone to use it. Right. And, and that's the umbrella where Facebook and all these platforms are in. But then when you start deciding who can say and who cannot, meaning who can have a cell phone line or not, now you're a publisher. Now you are editing the content that's coming out and thus right. you should not have the same protection as a platform. That's really the discussion there. But the law is in, it hasn't caught up to the technology. You know, right. right. So, you know, another thing I wanted to ask you about, because I'm a musician and you yourself, you're involved in music as well. Uh, right. I sometimes hear the the beats you be putting out and and you've always been. I mean, when we met, it was pretty much through through herbs and really and music. You know, that was sort of the yeah, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. what yeah. we bonded on. So I, I've had this discussion with some friends about cultural appropriation right and you will hear this like like oh this artist does this but they're not really like that's not the culture they're from so like they're culturally appropriating this music i mean this happens with art and in everything but speci specifically in music you hear this with hip-hop right like if, if somebody's doing some sort of hip-hop but they're not really hip hop then they're culture appropriating or if somebody's using some latin sounds but they're not from and the way that I look at it as a musician is everything comes from the inspiration of what was there before, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're gonna say jazz, which was played um, by, you know, you could say white people, was inspired on blues that was played by mm -hmm. black people, right? Well, the blues were inspired by something else before that. And right. I think it's important to recognize where things came from and like that gives it like history and it's, it's a vivid, but at the end of the day, art should always, I think, should always be evolving and fusing and how do you see that? Because there's a, I think it hurts the art when you try to say, no, you cannot, no, that's not, like I think it should be open to, how do you see that? Uh, I totally agree with you. I feel, first of all, like, like you're saying, like, you know, music, nowadays or just in general it's just like a remix of something else it's coming from somewhere else it stems from somewhere else you know what i'm saying so when you're talking about like cultural appropriation and shit like that i don't really agree with that shit you know what i'm saying that's not really my stance on it i feel like um you know music is what they say is like the uh the universal uh uh um, language language of the soul you know what i'm saying so if it's something that that you feel if you feel it and it and it and it resonates with you, express that. You know what I'm saying? However that however you express that shit. You dig what I'm saying? Um, um you were saying you were saying um you know that um that in in hip hop or 
or in in just music in general like they 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 like to compart com, like they try to put things in boxes you know put you in a box okay you're black you're you're supposed to only be doing hip hop you know what i'm saying and if you and if you use a little bit of like some some latin salsa you know drums or something like that then they're questioning you know what is that you're trying to do like then there there's like oh what is like what genre of music is that like no this shit is fucking hip hop man like it, you know what i'm saying like it's or whatever it is it's music and that and, and that's music. what should matter I think. right right like you know what i'm saying so it's like for me for me like i agree that everything should just be open that we should be able to just fuse music and with that it, it also helps music to evolve into something something new because the music that we have right now is just it's just an evolution of all the old shit that has already been here you know what i'm saying right. and i can i i love it you know what i'm saying i love it it's just when it's just when they try to put everything in categories as far as you know culture and race and all this other sh bullshit to me that it just kind of just ruins the essence of what music is to me yeah man like i, I, and, I and you see this in everything like in sports Football or soccer, right, as it's known in, in America, but football, right, was created by the Englishmen, right, the, the Britain. So right. they, they brought it to the different places in the world. And then, I mean, obviously Europe and there's a lot of countries that are really good. But then you have South America, right, that has all these countries that are super good at football, right? They grabbed right. a sports that wasn't theirs. You could say the culturally appropriated football. And now, now does it matter? Does that matter if you see Neymar or Messi fucking it up and just killing it out there? Are you gonna be like, oh, but they're, you know, or like for example, basketball. What basketball was created by white people to train for football when there was winter in the U.S. and they needed a sport indoors. And then what happened with time? The the, the black people in, in America fucking dominated that sport and destroyed it. So when we see right. Michael Jordan or LeBron James killing it, do we say like, oh, but that used to be a white man's sport? Like, I think all that right. shit is like regressive. Like, that's going, like, that's, it's good to have the history of things. That's important. That's beautiful. Right. Like, oh, this came from this, this came from that. You know, like, uh, The blues and how that came about it has a really nice story like we talk about salsa music well salsa music as latin as you want to you know like sound well latin music came from jazz in in new york in the 60s and 70s and then latinos were like okay let's put some congas on this bitch and fucking move your titties around yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. and salsa came about yeah. so like everything that's amazing in the world came from like a fusion of shit and we should just celebrate that You know, like uh, I heard the other day, some Japanese people were playing like traditional Venezuelan music, mm. and you would you think I would ever be like, oh, that's cultural appropriation? I'm like, yo, I'm so fucking amazed and like thankful that some people appreciate that music so much that they want to play it. Right. And then if they want to mix it up with some Japanese shit and make some fucking fire shit, fucking well, I'm welcome. Do that shit. You know, like that's I think what art is about. You know, so right. I agree, man. At the end of the day, all is art, man. All is art, man. For sure, man. For sure. Um, um, I wanted to ask you, do you know who Thomas Sowell is? Yes. Yes. Um, I watch a few of his videos. Um, I, I love, I love the way he expresses his intellect as far as, <laughs> as far as common sense back to what we were talking about in the beginning. 
um, I think he, he has like a very common sense perspective on the world around us. Um, um, I would, I would suggest, you know, everybody watch a little bit of Thomas, you know, um, he lays it out in such a manner that at least it makes sense to me, you know, yeah, um, it's super easy to understand him, super, super easy to understand him. Unfortunately, I, I <laughs> a lot of, uh, a lot of people of the black community, they find him as like a, a sellout, mm. you know, call him a boom, you know, all these, all these things. And I'm like, are you not listening to what this man saying? Like, you you really think that what he's saying makes no sense at all. And like, they'll be like he makes no sense to me. And I'm just like, wow. I'm like, wow. <laughs> you know, I, I just don't understand. Right. The logic behind that, you know? When I discovered Thomas Sowell, I was amazed at how this person is not known like more. Like he's written like dozens of books. I'm still trying to like get to read some of them. There's so many, but um, the the little videos and clips really. I mean, this guy to me is he's like the most influential person in my life. Um. The, the, the things he talks about. I mean, he touches a lot on the on the black community issues in America, but then he talks about a million other things yeah. involving mm -hmm. economics. And economics, the world. everything, yeah. And everything he says is like backed up by facts that he researched himself. He has like an right. investigative team that goes and, 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 and does the the things. But that's that's um that's unfortunate that you say that he's seen that way. In the, yeah. in the in the black community, especially because, like, you would want someone to like debate him or some shit, like, because everything right. he says is on, like, I don't know how you can, because that's the way that I look at things. When I listen to somebody, I'm trying to fucking poke shit at your argument, and right. I cannot. Everything he says is like bulletproof. Um, there's another right. one that's sort of like a bit younger, Larry Elder. Do you listen to him? Yeah, yeah. I, I watched that earlier as well. He's also, he's a bit more modern and maybe even a bit more feisty, you know, more. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, man, all of those people have really good uh, messages. And Thomas Sowell, the, the reason why I brought him up is because he, they just came out with a documentary on him uh, that's available on YouTube. And well, there's like a, a, bi a biography that's coming out in a few months. And then they have a documentary that came out. And it's super interesting because, you know, it tells you his, his life history and, and how he used to be very, like I said, Marxist. But then yeah. after he studied, he still was a Marxist. And then he, when he got a job with the government and he saw the bullshit within, he's like, oh, no, this is like, this is all fucked, right? Uh, right. It had to do with like the minimum wage, but... But yeah, man, Thomas Sowell, he's like 90 now. Uh, I wish he could live 90 more years because this guy just keeps keeps rocking it. Right. Um, he's like the last of a dying breed, man. That's true, man. What do you what, what do you see the how do you see the world in the in the near future in the next five to ten years? Are you hopeful? Um, I'm always hopeful. You know, no matter what's going on in the world, I'm just I just have like a very optimistic you know, perspective on things, uh, regardless of what's going on. I feel like there's always, you know, uh, right at the end of the tunnel, you know, no matter what the journey is or no matter what, what you know, well, you know, 
if we have to go go through season over, you know, go through hell and high water. Um, as far as the future, man, I feel like, you know, just as humans, you know, we survive it all. You know, natural catastrophes, like we've been here for a thousand years, man. A bunch of bullshit has been going on. We're still here. You know what I'm saying? Um, but as far as, you know, maybe like, you know, society wise, to be honest with you, I'm not I'm not really sure. Um I'm not really sure. Like I'm just I'm just kind of just like like up in the air, just kind of throwing caution to the wind when it comes to that. Cause it's just like for me, I'm all this new shit that's going on, like we're talking about like with transgender and you know, and all this other shit, and you know, just it's like you know, uh like breaking up like the the family structure and everything like that. I <laughs> I'm thinking about the cartoon Futurama. You know, I'm thinking about fucking Futurama and this movie called Idiocracy. Um, <laughs> you know, you just put those two together, man. In my mind, that's what I'm seeing in another in the in the near future, man. The next five to ten years, bro. To be honest with you, bro. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, I'm scared of having kids because I don't know what I'm gonna be bringing them into. Uh, but you know, for people like us that sometimes speak against the grain, right? Like in my case. Um, you know, I, I make public these this things that I think about the world and I always have the best intention, but I got to be honest and, you know, call a spade a spade if I see it. So how do you deal with, you know, because I know that you're very outspoken as well um, in social media and in general, how do you deal with, you know, having these opinions that sometimes uh, do, do not go with the flow, right? Also being a black man and sometimes, you know, um, subscribing to some ideas from Thomas Sowell and Larry Elder who might be seen a certain way. How do you deal with, with that backfire and stay true to, to what you think is the, the, the truth? Um, you know, I just stay true to myself, man. Um, regardless of the opinions that I, that, that I may have, I may get a little backlash from people and whatnot. And, you know, but for the most part, I'm going to be honest, like, most people that I know, regardless of what my opinions are, you know, the, the the way that we deal with each other, like there's almost like this level of respect. You know what I'm saying? So I don't really deal with like, just like anything that's harsh or just like overbearing, uh, you know, to say the least. Um, so it's for me. And and then I guess I, I move a certain, a certain way. I don't really deal with <laughs> what a certain type of mindset that I know is going to be you know, uh, hard to deal with. Right. So, you know, I think that's that's important, like getting to that stage where you can disagree with people. Because I I think a lot of people disagree with me politically and and, and otherwise, but they're still being that level of respect to debate and and be like, okay, well, like whatever, we're cool. Even if you think that, I think this and that's it. Like, I think that's... Right. Right, right. So you're saying like you I deal do. with people, like the people that you deal with are a quality of people that regardless of what they think, they know who right. you are as a person as well and, and will say like, well, that's how Patrick thinks, you know, that's cool. Like, Right. Yeah, I think right. that's what we should, I think that's what should be um, expand, expanded, right? Like, because like at the end of the day, politics and those, that's just one aspect of your life, you know? Like this happens right. with me right. and I, and you that you're also in the creative world. I was having this discussion with a friend yesterday, how 
in the artist world, in the creative world, a lot of people are on the left and they're very like hippie flow and shit. And I yeah. find myself to some t sometimes feel like a, like a weird breed where I'm very on the creative side, I'm an artist, but I'm also very individualistic in the sense of like getting my shit done and not wanting no government to provide for me, like always getting my shit. So it's, it's, a, it's sometimes, uh, but at the end of the day, it's like you need, people need to like see who you are and be like, all right, oh, that's, yeah, that's Kiko, that's how he thinks. But like, right. we can still jam and play music and it's not, it's not an issue. I guess that's, an the, issue, that's the ideal, yeah. right? To get right. Uh, everyone to feel like, to live like that. Right. And I think, I think just being able just to be, to stand 10 toes down and be confident in yourself, people, people respect that. You know what I'm saying? Like they respect the fact that you can stand on what you say or, you know, on what you believe. And it kind of, kind of just shows like, okay, well, this person, they know what they want and they know where they're going with their life. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's something that we admire in other people because that's kind of like what we want to see in ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, so with that, I think just, it just kind of like balances everything out, you know, right. as far as just dealing with other people and just having you know, opposing opinions or opposing point of views, etc. That's true what you're saying. Like if people see that you're confident about the shit you're saying, even if they don't agree with you, they got to have some level, like a level of respect because you're sort of being true to, to what you are, even if it's, a, it's hard being that way right now, for example, you know? Right. Okay. Right. Shit. Right. Yeah, man. I think that, and I think people should, start being more brave. I think there's a lot of people that don't right. express. And like you were saying earlier, the kids, we need to fucking teach them this shit and we need right. to find ways to not be censored. So uh, right. we, we have some work to do there, Patrick. We got a lot of work to do, bro. <laughs> a lot of work, man. <laughs> well, I want to let you know, doggy, that you're welcome here anytime, man. Anytime man, you want to talk about some real stuff, I'll be more than glad to chill and, and, and speak some truth, man. It's been great. I, I truly appreciate you coming through, mm -hmm. man, and, and bringing your mm -hmm. perspective to this. Uh, I think it was it was grand, bro. Man, thank you so much for having me, man. Like, like I said, it was my, my first podcast. You know, I might seem a little weird. I don't know, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hell no. I, Hell I no, enjoyed man. this shit, man. <laughs> I enjoyed this shit, man. I enjoyed the, you know, just the... The back and forth, just being intellectual or just expressing our, our thoughts, man, or being or just giving me a platform to even express myself in this way and just to share it with the world, man. So thanks, bro. Hell thanks, yeah, bro. man. Anytime. And, and and if in the future Patrick decides to do a podcast on his own, uh, we're going to, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting one. This guy is all, always spitting that fire. Hope to see the next things you'll be posting, man. And like I said, we'll meet hopefully back soon here to talk some more truth about life. All right, homie? Absolutely, absolutely, man. Good seeing you, guys. Bro. Same, bro. Take care, guys, and thank you for joining us today on the Broski Doodles. Peace. <laughs>